Hello and welcome back to another edition of Viper Bites and we are talking starts and sits for week number 13. We've got four teams on by including the Carolina Panthers, Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers, Tennessee Titans. That means no DJ Moore, no Cam Newton. Well, you didn't have Cam Newton yet last week either. That means no Devontae Abs, no Aaron Rodgers, no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt. No problem. We've got some starts and sits for you this week that are going to help you win your leagues going forward. Now, before we get into that, make sure to hit that th good old-fashioned thumbs up on the Vipers Network if you're watching us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button while you're at it. And if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, whatever that may be, take a second and rate and review the show. And as always, you have more starts and sits questions, hit me up on Twitter, at MattDonnellyFF, and I will get you those answers and help you with those lineup decisions. Now, let's dive right in, and let's start at the quarterback position. You know you're starting Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Yes, even Jalen Hurts after a down week last week. These are guys you're starting every week. Heck, you're starting Taysom Hill the rest of the season each and every week because he is going to be a league winner, okay? There, there. That's my little rant on Taysom Hill there. A little uh, respect, a little show of love to my man there, uh, Calvin Shoemake. Now we get on to the real show. Let's show a bit more love to one. Carson Wentz of the Indianapolis Colts as he heads into a battle against the Houston Texans. Now, surprisingly, Houston is 17th in the league in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, which is probably in large part due to the fact of heavy run game scripts being used against him. Now, Jonathan Taylor, he could take this one over early, and Wentz may not even get an opportunity to attempt a pass. But Wentz, he is sitting here at QB 11 among all fantasy quarterbacks, okay? He is averaging 17.21 fantasy points per game, and he sits 12th in passing yards with 2,790 and 21 touchdowns to only five interceptions. Yes, you can feel comfortable starting Carson Wentz. You should feel comfortable starting Carson Wentz each and every week. Now, another quarterback that we don't give enough respect to is Derek Carr, and he goes up against the Washington football team this week. I have seen Carr on some people's sits list. I ain't down with that, okay? Let's put some respect on Derek Carr's name while we're at it. The league's top passer in terms of yardage with 3,414 is Derek Carr. Now, the quarterback who leads all signal callers and passes over 20 yards with 58 is Derek Carr. He is also averaging 8.3 yards per attempt. So let's stop this Derek Carr slander right now. Now, on top of this all, he is getting a matchup against one of the friendliest teams, actually the friendliest teams, in terms of fantasy production to the quarterback position all season as they've been allowing 23.46 per game. It seems almost too good to be true. Now, Carr's downfall, if you want to call it that, is he hasn't been able to find wide receivers or tight ends or even backs in the end zone in the passing game as he is 12th in passing touchdowns with 17. But the good news is the football team, they have allowed a league high 26 passing touchdowns to opposing signal callers this season. Yeah, I feel okay about Derek Carr. Who I don't feel good about is Russell Wilson versus San Francisco. Listen, Wilson is cooking nothing but soggy wieners with a side of burnt toast which leaves fantasy managers hungry and disgusted. Now, San Francisco has a 23rd-ranked fantasy defense, allowing 18.36 fantasy points per game. But Wilson still has that finger problem. It has to be that, right? That's what's going to be limiting 
the limitless one so far in the last few weeks. Wilson did manage to throw for two touchdowns last week, but he only threw for 247 yards on Monday night, which is really the most he's thrown since like week three. Don't fact check me, but it's been a long time. And that was against the friendliest defense as far as passing is concerned. Now the 49ers, they are playing better on the on the back end as of late. So yeah, I don't trust Mr. Limitless or whatever he's going by these days. Now, turning my attention to the running back position, you are going to start each and every week, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. Yes, he had a bad week last week. I still feel comfortable starting him in my, plugging him in there as a starter each and every week. Austin Eckler must start. Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, I guess is an RB2. You know, he's dealing with some injuries there. They're talking about limiting him a little bit, giving Tony Pollard a little bit more run. Elvin Kamara was on my must-start list. I am tempering those expectations with Taysom Hill taking over under center this week. You know there's an opportunity for him to vulture uh, those touches on the goal line from Kamara, so there's something to keep an eye on moving forward. He did it all last season as well. Kamara's numbers did take a dip after Taysom Hill took over the starters' duties. Now, who I'm not worried about in any way, shape, or form, Alexander Madison versus the Detroit Lions. Dalvin Cook is going to miss some time with that dislocated shoulder, that torn labrum, everything else he's got going on there. Now, Madison, he has gotten the job done. We've seen this before. In Cook's absence, he has rushed for 225 yards on the ground. He's also recorded 99 yards through the air on 13 receptions in two games as a starter back on week three and beat week five. Now, consider Madison a top 10. You know what? Scratch that. Consider Madison a top five option as he faces a team that he's already seen a start against this week. Back in week number five, he put up 26 fantasy points and finished as the RB6 the last time that the Vikings faced the Lions this season. Now, speaking of the Lions, uh, something I'm kind of keeping an eye on is that injury report as it pertains to one DeAndre Swift. We know he has a shoulder sprain, and if he is limited in any way through practice this week, I feel more than comfortable popping in Jamal Williams this week as a flex play. Now, another running back here that you got to get in your starting lineup, Antonio Gibson versus Las Vegas. Now, J.D. McKissick, he did suffer that neck injury here on Monday night. And Gibson, he ran the ball really well with an increased workload, finished with 111 yards on the ground on 29 carries while adding another 35 yards in the passing game on seven receptions. The Raiders ranked 29th overall against opposing fantasy backs, allowing 23 point, or sorry, 27.36 fantasy points per game and have allowed nine rushing touchdowns plus four more in the passing game and have allowed just over 1,100 yards on the ground to running backs this year. Now, who I'm not feeling comfortable about in any way, shape, or form is Damian Harris versus Buffalo. Listen, I'm going to go back to my rule. I'm going to revise a little bit. You don't start running backs not named Jonathan Taylor against the Buffalo Bills. Damian Harris needs to go away so that Ramondre Stevenson can truly live in the fantasy world. And I don't see that happening, unfortunately. Harris affects Stevenson and vice versa. Harris averaged 3.6 yards per carry last week and finished with 40 yards on the ground. And his fantasy day was kind of bailed out by that touchdown. Now the Bills have shut down every running back besides Jonathan Taylor. And even factoring that game into the entire equation of the season, the Bills have only allowed 857 yards on the ground and are allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points per game at 20.55 to running backs. Now let's take a look at the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup, yeah, you start him. Tyreek Hill, yeah, you start him. Debo Samuel, you yeah, wait a second. Debo Samuel is going to miss some time with that groin injury. 
That means Brandon Ayuk, fire him up. He's got the Seattle Seahawks this week. And with Debo Samuel out, Ayuk has been playing some inspired ball lately, recording 10 or more fantasy points in five, four of the last five games. He's also seen six or more targets over the same period. Now, we do have a sample going back to last year of what Ayuk can do with Debo Samuel out of the lineup. With Ayuk and Kittle kind of running the show, listen, Ayuk stepped up in a big way last year. Now, if we look at what he's done since week eight, you want something more relative or more something newer to kind of pull from because last year is last year. Since week eight, Ayuk has 23 receptions for 336 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I feel good about it. The young uh, 49ers pass catcher this week. And he probably, you know what? He's probably going to get some of those run plays that Debo Samuel had last time. Now, another wide receiver that we need to put some respect on. Kind of goes hand-in-hand with Derek Carr. Hunter Renfro. Guess what? He's got Washington this week, too. I thought about talking about Jalen Waddle versus New York because I really like that matchup as well. But you know what? I wanted to talk about Hunter Renfro and the fact that Washington has allowed 1,968 yards to receivers this year to go along with 14 touchdowns. Now, Renfro is quietly seeing 27th in receiving yards with 658, but is 12th in receptions with 64. Bippity-boppity-boo, you do the math, you carry the one, and that works out to 14.1 fantasy points per game in PPR formats, or as I like to call it, wide receiver 21. Let's give this man some love for what he's been doing this year. And Washington? Washington has also been a victim as they've allowed the fourth most receptions against, allowing 152 to wideouts this year. Now, if you want something deep, you want to dig deep, head over to Detroit. Josh Reynolds is my deep sleeper. Last week, him and Goff got that Hollywood connection going back on, and Minnesota's 31st in fantasy points per game allowed at 41.78. Who I'm not trusting in any way, shape, or form? Cortland Sutton versus the Chiefs. Kansas City is actually ninth in the league when it comes to defending fantasy wide receivers and that's kind of already limits Cortland Sutton's ceiling a little bit but not nearly as much as the limitations placed upon him by one Jerry Judy since Judy came back Sutton is averaging 23.8 yards per game and 1.8 receptions that's not good now buyer beware Stefan Diggs versus Bill Belichick you know Bill Belichick likes to take away that top option for teams offenses I'm tempering those expectations when it comes to Stefan Diggs this week now, moving over to the tight end position, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, if he's healthy, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski, fire him up in your lineup each and every week. Another guy who needs to be in your lineup each and every week, Logan Thomas. And this week, he draws Las Vegas. You see where we're going here? Lots of Vegas, lots of Washington, all thrown into this starts and sits column. Now, Thomas saw six targets in his return from injury last weekend, hauling in three of those for 31 yards. This week, Washington heads to Vegas, where Thomas will face off against a Raiders squad that is allowing the second most fantasy points to tight ends at a clip of 17.42 per game. The fourth most yards per this season has been given up by the Raiders at 723. And the third most touchdowns, yeah, that belongs to the Raiders as well, eight. The only teams that have given up more touchdowns to the tight end position this year are the Eagles and the Chargers. Yeah, Logan Thomas feels like a good play this time. Now, another tight end I'm feeling comfortable going a little bit deeper down on the rankings. Jack Doyle versus Houston. Oh, Doyle rules! Well, he certainly did last week as he and Carson Wentz hooked up six times for 81 yards and a score in a loss to the Buccaneers. This week, they look to keep the good times rolling against the Texans who are allowing 15.46 fantasy points to opposing tight ends and have allowed six touchdowns. 
to the position this year. Who I don't like this week is Evan Ingram. I don't like Evan Ingram any week. You know, he's got another great matchup against Miami, but he had a great matchup against the Eagles last week. How did that work out? I will not fall into this trap ever. Now, another guy I can't trust right now, Noah Fat versus Kansas City. Another player, like I said, you can't trust him. There's nothing there that screams out, Fat is going to have a breakout. Much like Ingram and his teammate Cortland Sutton that we talked about earlier, Fat hasn't scored since like week six. And really, he hasn't scored in fantasy, recording five straight contests with less than 10 fantasy points. This matchup looks great on paper, but you know what? I can't get it. Even though the Chiefs are 25th in the league, allowing 14.96 fantasy points per game, trust is key for me. And if I'm battling and jockeying for that playoff position right now, Fat is a guy I'm thinking about thing for sure. Now, of note, Pat Fryermuth, who has a great match against the Baltimore Ravens, he is in that concussion protocol. Definitely another guy you need to keep an eye on this week as we move forward. If he's healthy and he clears, he's in your lineup. Now, make sure to head over to fantasypoints.com, enter promo code 21Vipers10, get 10% off that su- subscription today. And you know what? It's good to be blessed. It's better to be a blessing. We'll see you all next time.